2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino. San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun.
3: Welcome in on this Tuesday afternoon. Another edition of Gwyn and Chris. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chrisello, Sello, Matt Scraby. We're covering everything today. Monday Night Football, Games 2 and 3. One in the NLCS, ALCS. Uh, but let me welcome in my partner, partner, because my other one is s- scrambling right now. Uh, Mr. Chrisello, how are you, brother?
4: I'm not good, Tony yeah. Gwynn Jr. I want to. Uh, I want to. Wait, your mic's out. not on. Why isn't my mic I, on? I don't know. I, I, I have it turned on. I don't know. There, there we go. There I, is. I'm not doing that well, Tony Gwynn Jr. I've been a, a little bit irked. For today. the last couple of hours. This uh, is usually
3: reserved for Scravy, but
4: you're today. I'm the guy okay. today. I, I would like to, since we're on uh, camera now, yeah. uh, we, you can watch the show uh, on the stream. Go to uh, at 97.3 The Fan SD Twitter or the uh, YouTube page for 97.3 The Fan SD. Yeah. And you can now watch us. Uh, this started yesterday, day two of our streaming. So you can actually watch. I can look into the camera and I can plead with the camera. And ask the kind gentleman who strode out onto the 18th fairway today at Mission Bay and bent down and picked up what appeared to be my ball. Appeared to be? Was. Well, your... I I wasn't there. You know, I wasn't up to my ball yet. I hit a beautiful drive down the left side of the fairway. Was getting ready for my second shot. As I approached my ball, I couldn't see exactly where it was. But you know, when you hit one out there and it's right there, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you know you, when know, you hit a good shot. You know, you hit a good shot, and you're kind of going to go to it and get ready for a nice second shot into the green. And this guy comes out, bends over, picks up a ball, looks at it, puts it down. And I'm thinking, first of all, don't pick up my ball. (laughs) Even worse, don't then hit that ball back to your fairway and continue playing as if it's yours. So I'm thinking, all right, that must have not been my ball. I must be right. mistaken, but of course when I got up there my ball was nowhere to be found. Like nowhere. There was nowhere to be there found. There wasn't
3: even was there any balls in the vicinity? Nowhere,
4: not even anywhere in the vicinity. The ball that I drove <laughs> right to that spot there was just a green grass and we had all four of us in my group looking for it. Everybody was upset about it. I was livid. I asked Scraby, "What's the it, proper it, etiquette here?" I mean, this guy Honestly, must have hit my ball back towards his fairway and then continued playing with my ball. Right. And yeah, I I wanted to wring the guy's neck. <laughs> I, I really did. I mean, I, I've been angry ever since. This happened three hours ago. Hey honestly, he came into the studio today
3: and he was kind of quiet, not really talking. Yeah. Clearly something was on his mind and then he came out Scravy. I need your what was it? I think you said something I need I need your opinion. I need so. his
4: golf uh, acumen yeah, to help was, me was, out yeah. cuz I'd like to first to know if somebody did this to Scraby, I believe oh, we would have Lord. a brawl on the fairway out <laughs> at Mission Bay Golf <laughs> course. We'll, we'll get to me in a second. We'll well, get what, to me in a second. What should I have done? I didn't do anything. I put a ball down and I hit my second shot and of course I was angry so I shanked it, ended up with a double bogey, finished the round in kind of a miserable mood. And and I feel like I want something in return for this guy reaching down and picking up my ball. Why do people do that? You could have said something to him if
5: you really wanted to, but you did the right thing by just putting down a ball and hitting it. Can you tell me what type of ball you were hitting at that moment? What kind of uh, what my brand of ball is? Brand and number. I use
4: Kirkland, too. Okay. All right. He was on. All right. I know exactly what he was looking for. I thought I got him. (laughs) I know exactly what my ball is, and it wasn't there. I would also like to, uh, I would also like to, uh, give a one fingered salute. Oh, my goodness. To the guy in his car when I was teeing off on the seventh hole. (laughs) hit mission bay. Did he hit the horn? He honestly, as I was in my backswing, and that that seventh hole tee box is right on Mission Boulevard. There, I mean, like you're almost in the street when you draw when you tee off. And honestly, in my backswing, just went. Yeah! on oh. his horn. and, and, and I'm there like, was a car
3: in front of him. That I, I, I asked
4: the guys I was playing with, I go, he did that on purpose? And they go, he absolutely did that on purpose. <laughs> what <laughs> gets into you people out there? I will say.
5: Oh, man. I will say that that's I have... What
4: gets into you people?
5: <laughs> I have that's done funny. the honk thing before.
4: Really? Really? <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. As somebody who's a golf... Aficionado. You would think you would understand wow, the feelings of the person who's trying to tee off, and you would not Number do one, something like you're that. You're breaking the
5: microphone, so you need to he's, calm he's down. <laughs> he's he needs he's to hot right Look now. how low his, his microphone pot is. <laughs> I'm lit up. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you did it all right, Chris. Back in uh, the day, I would have said something. I would have been like, hey, you hit my ball. And then, like, see what he did. If he didn't do anything, I would have moved on with my day, but it could have gone crazy. What, what
4: went through this idiot's mind? He ran, I can tell he, you what it
5: is. Mission Bay down, is not a place where experienced golfers go. He ah. picked up the ball. Oh, he
3: so looked he, at he it. He may not have known any better.
4: No, he probably knew better, but he oh, okay. didn't care. He picked okay. it up and looked at it, so he must have known it wasn't his. It wasn't like he could claim, you know, complete uh, obliviousness, although, uh, Anyway, all right, let's move on. I, I'm I'm just going to be in a mood today, and I'm going to look into the Scraby. microphone, Scraby. and I'm going to plead to you out there. Return my ball and stop honking <laughs> in my backswing. And a Come Kirkland too. Kirk- Kirk- Kirkland, <laughs> is, they, they're
5: nice golf balls. They're well, Kirkland too.
4: That's a it's uh, a it's an expense that I will never get back.
5: Now, you get one one more thing? Did you give yourself no penalty stroke, or did you take? Yeah, a Yeah, but I, stroke? no, I
4: didn't take a penalty okay, stroke because I right, understand that I didn't me. lose the ball. It's fine with me. But my next shot was so bad, I might as well have taken a penalty you, you stroke. Had, you was off focus at this. Ticked
5: point. off. Well, I gotta say, you gotta refocus. I mean. It's just uh, Michigan made, oh,
4: oh, Mr. Calmover. Really yeah,
5: Mr. Calm over here. You'd have you. no problem I, doing that. I, I Well, on the golf course, I am a Zen master.
4: Okay, I, yeah.
5: You know, the golf course is, when I was a drinker, the golf course was the only place in this world I would not drink. I can see that. Because I, can see I, see that. I wanted to play well.
3: You clearly had a lot of respect for the game of golf. I
5: do, I do. Except,
4: wait a that, second, he ex- just said he would honk was, in somebody's backswing. I back was literally
3: just getting ready to say, except when you're driving down the street and you see somebody in the middle of their backswing. You lose all respect for you. It's the guy. kind of funny. It's, it's kind of funny when they kind of funny. shame on you. It's man. kind of funny when they go, like, <laughs> oh, so you so you, you, look back for pleasure, too, afterwards. You don't just hunk, keep it moving. You hunk and, like, kind of turn back. You pull I over. Like I this hope this is,
5: I'm realizing this is something I shouldn't have admitted. Yeah, you know. So.
4: All I know is that it's a really a chicken bleep thing to oh, do, I, and I can't I, believe I you did it. Indeed. But I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> all right, see talk. what we deal with here, people? <laughs> let's talk some baseball. Let's all talk right. some baseball. Game all one,
3: right. NLCS, uh, Phillies pretty much did their thing. They uh, hit the homer. They pitched it. Zach Wheeler was pretty good. Uh, I think three hits, two earn, two Ernie's. Uh, Phillies take game one. Uh, this, this team's going to be tough to beat. It, it
4: They're really going to be tough to beat. First of all, Schwarber Wait, brought back horrible yeah, memories of last year's uh Game one. First pitch. First pitch, Did, home run. He didn't last even let night. the people
3: settle down in their seats.
4: And he hit it almost as far as he hit the one off of U Darvish, last year in game one. And then Harper, I mean, this guy's just mashing right now. You're going to have to start walking him. I, I, I don't know that you can pitch to Bryce Harper anymore. But after that game was over, I got to tell you, I think the Diamondbacks are going to come back and win tonight. And the reason I think that is because they were down 5 nothing. They had the people in Philadelphia celebrating as if it was a party, as if it was a coronation. And if you look back, the Diamondbacks were able to rally back, Tony. They got the tying run to the plate in the 7th inning. They got the tying run to the plate in the 8th inning. And they also got the tying run to the plate in the ninth inning. Now, they didn't cash in on any of those. But I think the fact that they battled back from five nothing down carries over tonight and gives them a good chance to even the series.
3: Well, they're gonna do better than four hits, and they had nine innings to get, get to that. And true so, that, true uh, that. They, it won't get any easier. Aaron Olas on the mound for uh, the Phillies tonight. Um, we'll see, and, I, and I'll tell you what else. Um, I think, um, I think uh, who's starting for them? Merrill Kelly. 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 Yeah. I think uh, Wookie put his foot in his mouth uh, before this guy. I don't know if you guys saw the quote. You
5: I, got it. Oh, you did say his name,
4: sorry. Merrill Kelly yeah, I, I is what I said, I know, I I know. said Merrill Kelly. I, I said put that first. I put it together. I said it first. My bad. Yeah.
3: Um, he said something along the lines of he can't imagine it being louder than it was when Ooh. they went, had the W, Ooh, w he, says, a, he compared it to, to a WBC for. game. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. So even if that is true, they're definitely going to come out in full throttle today, so the
4: Philadelphia fans are yeah, crazy. They're, hot. They're, they're nuts. Yeah, uh, they're going to be like uh, that's going to be like seventy thousand people screaming at somebody who picked up their golf ball in the fairway. So uh, Trey Turner's response
3: to that was, "We'll see what he says after
2: tonight's game." Here so he is
5: saying it. Maybe him saying it will
3: change. Yeah, how it was like he was.
5: It. it wasn't like he was
3: trying to diss. He just, you know, that's just not fodder you want to give these type of folks.
2: And then going into the WBC game, um, yeah, I think that. I haven't obviously heard this place on the field, um, but I'd be very surprised if it if it trumped that Venezuela game um, down in Miami.
4: Oh, wait till the first. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you serve up a fat one to Kyle Schwarber yeah, on the it, first pitch of the game, like Zach Gallen did. It's,
3: it's in his best interest to get a three up three down just to kind of take some Trying of the, take the some air of the out of it. Off. Yeah, for you sure. can't.
4: You, I mean, you give, you give up, up a first pitch yeah. home run, you give up about a third pitch home run. That place was up for grabs last night, and. Uh, you know the Phillies are off to a great start. They finally beat the Diamondbacks. They hadn't lost a game in the postseason, and now you know they they've shortened. They've 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 been able to end that streak. But I I like a team that battles back from a hopeless situation. And even though they lost, I I like the carryover effect for Arizona tonight. I will I'm going to pick them in an upset to even the series.
3: So that must mean you love the Astros then in these next two games, and because. Uh, they yeah, they that that same, back same thing. yeah, they five, battled back too. Yeah, they battled back too. Five one got that game to five four. They're down two oh in their series as they uh head to, to Texas. It's um
4: not looking good. For, I'm not for, I'm for not Astros. feeling great about the Astros <laughs> chances overall, but here's one thing I would say if you're the Astros, they were thirty nine and forty two this year at home. That's where they lost all their games. They did not. They were. They did not play well at home. And at Texas, all. you know, went in there and took it to them in both first two games, but now Houston is where they're comfortable. Fifty-one and thirty yeah. on the road this year. That'd that a, is a spectacular be the road record. So you know, we'll see. The Astros certainly have some hope there. But uh you know, Bochi talk about a lot, Bochi's team hadn't lost yet. Nope. I mean you think about think about the schedule that they've played. They played two games at Tampa Bay. They played two games at Baltimore. They won all of those. Then they came home for one game and won that one over yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. And then they went to Houston and won two more games. That's a uh that is quite a stretch. Of is, seven games, six of them on the road against really the three of the best teams in all of baseball, and Texas hasn't lost yet.
3: This is uh, this is as of right now is turning out to be a, a pretty spectacular, uh, I guess, reintroduction to, to Major League <laughs> Baseball for Bruce Bochy. I mean, yeah, it's first year back, he's putting on a his team is putting on a show right now. They're they're going to be tough to beat too. So we'll see how how that series shakes out. Long full four hours with you guys today. Scott Miller will join us in the two o'clock hour. Marcus McNeil in the three o'clock hour. Chris versus the Chris versus the fans. The big big five. AJ Cassaville I uh, had an article about free agents We're gonna, uh, and who he's predicting will come back, who won't. We'll uh, we we'll, we'll get in on that as the show goes on. But sit back, relax. More going to Chris on the way.
2: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: All right, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 220 is the time. Just getting started here on a full four-hour Tuesday. Chrisello, Tony Gwen Jr., Matt Scraby, together in the Odyssey Palace Studios here, which you can probably see now if you watch our streaming, isn't really all that much of a palace. I can call it a palace, but it's far from uh, far from bejeweled like a lot of palaces are.
3: I had to get my camera's attention. Oh, would hey, your camera not it.
4: focused on you? Well,
3: I went out to go get my food. Right, and I came back, and it never followed me when I came back. So, So it was was stuck looking at the the, door. uh, Focused on the lobby. We're locked in now. Now,
4: all right. There's Tony. Uh, I'm Chris, and uh, I'm wearing a hat today to. Cover up the receding hairline. <laughs> I may wear hats more often, guys. Just uh, just a heads up. You know, I, I, I just... can't change the receding hairline, but I got to tell you, that was my takeaway from the first day of broadcasting you online. <laughs> you couldn't help but take. Every it time t- I looked t- at a shot of t- me on Twitter, or somebody would tweet something out, or a, you know, wherever we had it, I was like, Oh my god!
3: Yeah, that's welcome to the reason why I wear hats most of the time. You know, How much unless unless I'm clean shaven, I'm pretty much gonna wear a hat. There yeah. was
5: a reason. And I chose radio because I didn't really want to do the camera thing. And so I watched back yesterday and I don't know that I will be watching again Mm. because... I, I feel
3: Probably like I look like a It's best to let it just disappear. and, and uh, well, it, okay. doesn't, it doesn't disappear. With all due no, respect you know to saying? my
4: receding hairline, the camera is focused <laughs> right. right on my... <laughs> well, we can adjust that. My, ...the brow of my forehead. It is true. It's true. It's coming it straight down. down. shooting straight it's down like, on it. It's like how
5: Monty Ginobili had the perfect bald spot Even angle. if I had
4: a full head of hair, it would look like I have a receding hairline with the way the camera is that perched is straight. Wow. There he is. So, All right, uh, we've got game two of the National League Championship Series later on tonight. Uh, actually, about 5 o'clock, uh, it'll be uh, Aaron Nola facing uh, Merrill Kelly, who doesn't think the Phillies and their crowd is really all that loud. So welcome to that battle, Mr. Kelly. Uh, Phillies lead one game to none. The... Um, Rangers and Astros make the long trip from Houston (laughs) to Dallas. This is the best of best ALCS you could have right there for those two teams. Yeah, they will play game three tomorrow with the Rangers surprisingly ahead. Two games to none. Monday night football last night. We'll talk about it in depth a little later with Marcus McNeil. But I'm looking at the rushing statistics of both the Cowboys and the Chargers last night. Pollard 30 yards on the other side Eckler 27 yards neither team could run the football and when you can't run at all you don't score that many points it was it, this game went along with the whole rest of week number six in the NFL remember only seven teams this weekend scored over 20 points yeah. that's out of 30 teams that played and neither team broke uh, broke 20 last night the Cowboys got the 20. And won the game 20-17, to but you can go back to one decision and one decision only, Tony, and that is Brandon Staley, who Mm. continues to do this, giving up a sure field goal to go for it on fourth down late in the third quarter, and uh, coming up empty, they end up losing by three points. I I can't say I disagree with fourth and short. You try it, they didn't make it. But this guy fails almost on a weekly basis, costing his team.
3: Yeah, and that's the part that you have to focus on, right? Is it's not in a vacuum, right? fourth in inches, boom, you're doing it. It's, it's sure, but this isn't in a vacuum. This is this is a, a pretty consistent theme for uh, for Staley, and I just at some point. You want to see a coach make an adjustment, right? What is what is it say? you doing the same thing, uh, expecting different results. Insanity, is, the definition is, of insanity. It is the definition of insanity. And, yeah. and I, I'm beginning to think that he's insane.
4: <laughs> he's like, not going to
3: he, change. He's, he's continuing to go for it. And his I don't know what his percentage is, but... It seems like it's not good this year.
4: It seems like it's costing them. You look at the Chargers, they've lost 3 games this year by 3 or fewer points. Yeah. So they're 2 and 3 and they're 8 points away from being 5 and 0. Oh. And almost every one of those games, they've had a failed fourth down somewhere along the line that has either cost them or put them in great peril. And now, I mean, they go to Kansas City this weekend. They don't find a way to beat a Chiefs team that they never beat. They're in a two and four hole to start the season, and I know the Chargers were expecting playoffs this year. Justin Herbert, uh, I, I don't know that that was his best game last night, That's so his... it's not fair to judge him on it. But he continues to be a guy that puts up, you know, big numbers. And now his overall career record in the NFL is exactly five hundred twenty-seven up, twenty-seven down. Through the late pick, he was under pressure. Uh, I will say, Micah Parsons kind of changed the game at the end. But eventually, Justin Herbert's gonna have to start winning some games. Yo, if he wants to be elite, elite. He
3: has—I I don't know how he's avoided any criticism to this. I mean, like he never gets criticized. He is Teflon when yeah. it comes to that. And no, you
4: bring up Justin Herbert and say, oh, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league." Okay, that's all.
3: That's that's it. Like winning is like it's not even something thought of. It at least there's no national noise of it. I don't know what's happening up in L. A., but yeah. I, I, feel Nothing,
4: like we're, I, I feel like I feel like we're
3: not we're not hearing anything on it. And so. I will say this, that's as off as I've ever seen him yesterday. I mean, he missed a couple throws that, you know, you you just used to seeing him, you know, put right on the nose, right, right. on the dot. Um, and, you know, he, he, did, he didn't look good yesterday. I mean, his numbers looked good, 22 of 37, 227. Um, two touchdowns. Two tubs, one yeah. INT. But... He didn't that he didn't look as sharp, I should say. He didn't look bad, he just didn't look as sharp. They put
4: sharp. a stat up at the end of the game. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, fair statistic to put it all on him, but since he came into the league, he's thrown more fourth quarter interceptions in a one possession game than any other quarterback. Mm. That doesn't mean that he's anything, probably. I'm sure if you look at that statistic, a diff- Dozen different ways. I think it's attempting to point but out the fact that when the game is tight. It's attempting to point out when the game's tight, he doesn't come through. Right. You guys that's are missing the what it's the, attempting the, to point the, out.
5: The point.
3: What is the point, Greg?
5: He plays for the Chargers. That's okay. Justin, so he's DNA. all is forgiven. And that, the, that, that's what we're saying. The only reason that Chris all is... is forgiven,
4: everything that Justin Herbert doesn't do is blamed on the fact that he plays it, for the it, Chargers. It, it,
3: it honestly might be like the best setup you could have, right? Because... That organization has had so many issues that when something goes wrong, you're right. It, it just goes to the to the shield almost to the to the logo.
4: You don't think it's fair to at least question Justin Herbert before anointing him as a Hall of Fame quarterback? I don't know that when an overall did that, record but. of twenty seven and twenty seven.
5: <laughs> the only reason that Chris is so fired up about this is because Tua took a brunt of people saying that Justin Herbert was better. Not just
3: Tua. I mean, there's. I mean, they said Justin Herbert and listen. Talent wise, that's, I think he's he's proven that he's as good as anybody. However, he is a five hundred quarterback, and there's as much criticism as even Trevor Lawrence got. Trevor Lawrence had a terrible uh, start because of his who his head coach was at the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, he hasn't received the same type of criticism. I mean, what does Dak
4: Prescott get every time he loses a game in Dallas? What did Brock Purdy get for losing one game the other day (laughs) in San Francisco? All of a sudden, the question is, well, can Brock Purdy really get the job done? Is that the question? I have not seen that question. I've seen that question many times in the last few days. You take away McCaffrey, you take away Samuel, and Brock Purdy is an eh. My point is, is most every quarterback when they lose games in the NFL gets criticized. Almost every one of them. From Brock Purdy to Tua to Prescott to Aaron Rodgers. doesn't Hurts matter. Hurts before last year. He didn't know if he could get it done. I mean, Justin Herbert has avoided all of it. So that's all I'm saying. I, I think it's fair to yeah. at least question the guy. I didn't say that he's not good or anything. Didn't even say it's I'm... his
3: fault. Just saying that at some point,
5: just how this thing usually works quarterbacks start catching some flack. I think it was a mistake for him to sign the extension with the Chargers. I do. Because he's stuck there now.
4: Why is it a mistake? He, like Tony said, he's in the most shielded position of any quarterback in the league. he's <laughs> never going to win with the
5: Chargers.
4: And no one's ever going to say boo about it.
5: I will. I mean, I want that guy to be on a good team. I mean, I, listen, I, I will say that
3: he won't play for a good team at some point, but right now, this is... I, I don't know if he designed it that way. I doubt he did, but it's perfect protection when you're not getting wins to, di- you know, divert the attention to something that's. Been an issue for a very long time.
5: I think the coach also hampers that team a lot, as you guys of said. Of course, as yeah, he, the, he takes it, that. And he, he takes, takes even it. more yeah, away from Justin Herbert. And every time after the game, Brandon Staley's like, "Well, I, I, my guys played hard. We just didn't come out on the right
4: side." It's like, no. "Well, you yeah. Y- yeah." And everybody says Justin Herbert's the greatest quarterback in the <laughs> league every week, but there's an L <laughs> next to his name. That's all I'm bringing up. And their next three of their next four games are Jets. Chiefs-Lions, mm. uh, they got a tough schedule coming up. I mean, this Chargers season could get away from them. So, Very quickly. You know, Cowboys were able to bring it back after their loss to the 49ers. We will talk more about that game later. Coming up on the show, Scott Miller joins us to talk Major League Baseball playoffs, get some of his thoughts, see if he has the same feeling as I do, that the Diamondbacks are going to pull off an upset tonight. I know Tony doesn't share that belief. but uh, I do not. <laughs> we No, yeah, I know you do I do not. I do not. <laughs> but you don't share the belief that the Broncos are a troubled football team either. You have a, bl- point. Yeah, <laughs> a blind allegiance to the Broncos over here for I whatever reason. I don't know what point it is you've it's ever Not made. the Broncos. Uh, well, it's, all right, it's Russell Wilson. Okay. Even it's worse, it's Russell Wilson. It's
3: Russell Wilson. Yeah, all right.
4: Sorry. Well, we'll get into that at some point as well. Marcus McNeil joins us for his weekly Tuesday NFL chat in the three o'clock hour. Gwen and Chris keeps on rolling.
3: 2.37 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Scraby, he's got he, – we'll get into this later, but Scraby is very irritated. With, he's a
4: hater. That's he, why. He is, we know that
3: already. Yeah, he is already a hater. He uh, is upset with the Charger fan that got on uh, Monday Night Football. That how could, dare she take up my she, viewing time? How dare she be so excited? To watch her team, he's you know he's on this train with the rest of the 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 folks out there that she's in that paid actor actress excuse me or the San Diego or the Los Angeles Chargers. Wow, (laughs) Uh see, I (laughs) almost did that yesterday. Uh (laughs) You put it in my head yesterday.
4: Yeah, Uh, Jim Gray said it
5: last night in the pregame
4: show. Did he really? Yes,
3: the uh, Los Angeles Chargers planner there. So you know, you know, scrape is we'll we'll get into it later. We'll get into it later. Unfortunately, we can't. Do it right now. Uh, but we do uh, have a pair of tickets uh, to give out. Adam Carolla. At some point during the show, we will uh, have some type of game. Or
4: He's a funny dude. You like Adam Carolla?
3: I don't know that I've seen. I, I, I don't recognize really? his name. I may have seen his. Oh, you know who
5: okay, he is. Well,
4: yeah. yeah, I think you know who he is. He was he's on the Man
5: gonna... Show with... Uh, ah, it... ah, ah. What?
4: Don't say. That, that might be say, my uh, trivia question, question later. Oh, okay. later when he's giving right. out these tickets. He's going to be at the belly up on January the 7th. He goes, so. <laughs> I didn't know where he was going well, with Well, I either. don't have too many Adam Carolla <laughs> trivia questions handy, <laughs> so that might be my only one. Let's so I don't want a it to give it away. Let's jump on the phone lines.
3: Our guy, Scott Miller, New York Times, joins us here on Gwen and Chris. Scott, how are you, my friend?
1: Hey, good. Tony, good. Chris, how
3: are you guys? Hey, Scott. We are well, um, Rangers. Put it on the uh, Astros who have played horribly at home all season long. Are we stupid to count the Astros out right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what? World Series champions last year, seventh consecutive American League championship series this year. Uh, for me, no question, Texas is in good shape. Uh, they did themselves a huge favor by winning both games in Houston. But I I just think, you know what, I mean, whether it's Altuve, he made the base running mistake, which was, I mean, there there are base running mistakes like Bryce Harper made the other day. And then there are like the minimal, like Altuve barely rounded second. You could see where, you know, his feet get a little tangled up. He doesn't come back around. But anyway, that mistake notwithstanding, guys like Altuve and Justin Verlander and uh, Yordano Alvarez, these guys have played in so many big games yeah. in the last seven Octobers that, yeah, I think even though you, you've got to like Texas' chances now, but given the Astros' pedigree and how they always rise to the moment, um, yeah, I, I don't think anybody should cut count the Astros out yet.
4: You know, Scott, uh, everybody counted Bruce Bochy out after uh, three world championships and uh, (laughs) retirement. And now here he is living the dream again, riding along this wave with his team. He's got them playing the absolute best baseball they could possibly be playing at the right time. I mean, you've covered him. You've covered baseball for so long. What do you hear when you talk to athletes and players who play for Bruce Bochy? What is the common theme that seems to allow him to be this successful this time
1: of year? I think, I think Chris, he's got, he's got as good of combination as anybody ever of. Strategic decisions, knowing what he needs to do, when he needs to do it, especially – with the bullpen. He's yeah. just been a master. I mean, you know, you go from those San Francisco bullpens when they were winning three-world Sergio Javier Lopez and Sergio Romo and Jeremy Affelt. I mean, guys that were good, but, I mean, they weren't like Hall of Famers, But but he figured out the exact roles they needed to be in, and he called on them. It seemed like just with impeccable timing for this batter or that inning, and he's doing it again in Texas. Um, you know, I mean, we saw that, especially in that game one win over Baltimore in the division series, the three to two game. Uh, that was a master class in, in, in managing a pitching staff in a big game. And so I think um, it's a combination with Boach of, of you know, he's not going to get himself into a bad position strategically. Uh, he's, he's at the top. But he also mixes in the human touch with his players. Yeah, um, saying the right thing at the right moment, kidding with them, picking picking, kidding one guy at the right moment, picking another guy up at the right moment, and and getting them in not just position to win, but mental mental position to win. Because you know, you talk to anybody that's played Tony, you know this. Anybody's played for Bruce Bochy or been around Bruce Bochy. He, the, the players feel his leadership, and they feel his confidence in them. He, they know, uh, you know, I might have gone 0-4 today, and then maybe just on my way to the shower after the game, Boach sends a wisecrack my way. <laughs> and instead of going home and brooding about being 0-4, and, oh, my God, am I even going to be in the lineup tomorrow? that well-placed wisecrack as I'm on my way to the shower allows me to go home tonight in a much better frame of mind, looking for tomorrow instead of brooding about today. And uh, anyway, I mean, we've seen guys like Tony LaRussa that are great at X's and O's. We've seen guys like Dusty Baker, who are total players, managers, Baker will bring, you know, I mean, he's known historically for He's got two Cubans on his team that maybe they just signed and they don't know the culture that well. He'll bring Cuban food into the clubhouse on his own to deliver to these guys. Say, hey, you just worry about playing baseball. I'm going to worry about helping you through everything else. So Dusty is so good at the player relations side of it. La Russa, X's and O's, just to mention two. And I'm not saying they're not good at the other end of it too. But Bochi is like the La Russa of X's and O's combined with the Dusty of making players feel like they're going to run through that wall tonight
3: yeah i mean that's what makes this this matchup so compelling is you got two managers who probably have had the success they had because of those same things you just mentioned game three christian javier max scherzer makes his ranger playoff debut scott i want to slide to the national league series the uh phillies jumped out on on uh, the Diamondbacks, as they pretty much have everybody. Diamondbacks hung strong. They were able to score a couple runs there late, made it interesting. But this Philly team just seems like after last year's run, at least this is the feeling I get in watching them, um, this is a team that is, is pretty determined to take a, get another, another bite at the apple when it comes to an, another chance at a World Series.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree. Anybody, especially here in San Diego, that watched the Phillies run last year, I mean, I know a lot of uh, Padre fans were bitterly disappointed last year when they lost in six games to the Phillies. But but I think, um, as frustrated as Padre fans may have been last October, I, I think generally speaking among Padre fans, there was a kind of, well, tip our cap to the Phillies kind of thing. I mean, it wasn't like, aside from that game five in Philly or whatever it was, where, you know, Bryce Harper home run off of uh, Josh Hader, And I know. At that point, there were some – or not out Josh Hader, but the, the big Bryce Harper home run. Thank you, Suarez. Um, you know, I know there was a lot of discussion. Well, why wasn't Hader in the game? I mean, that's the one moment last October where you look, look back and think, well, things turned. But other than that one moment, I think it was pretty much had to be accepted if you're a Padre fan that this is a really, really good Phillies team. Yeah. And, and they caught some October magic. And you're right. It looks like it this year – the thing that I thought in September, look out for the Phillies, because they finished the season strong. And going back to what I said about Houston, um, Philly, because of last year, these guys have some October stripes now. They're they're also not going to shrink from the big moment. And I think where the Phillies are concerned, you know, they started out of the gate slowly in August and in April, May, June. Um, and part of it was Trey Turner got off to a miserable yeah. start, you know, We've seen it before, right, guys? Big-time free agent, signs a gazillion-dollar contract, and in the new city, he presses, and and he doesn't play well. But here's where also we may have to change the narrative of Philadelphia fans. Um, You know, for how many decades now? It's like, oh, they're so rough in Philly, they could boo Santa Claus. They did boo Santa Claus. Well, you know what, this year, it was right around August 1st, you know, Turner was scuffling like crazy. And I talked to a couple of the Phillies, uh, uh, you know, Ben Davis, is, they're, they're yeah. the former Padre that's in the Phillies broadcast booth now, him. And I talked to a couple other Phillies when they were in San Diego, and they were just marveling that there was that one day, it was like August 1st or somewhere around there. I'm, I'm probably off by a few days. But Turner was really struggling. and He wasn't feeling comfortable in Philadelphia. And right around the time, like 20 years ago, they would have booed a Mike Schmidt off the field. Yeah. They gave him – the Phillies fans went apple. They gave Turner standing ovations that day like, hey, we're with you. We know you're going to come around. We know you're struggling. We know you're not off to the start you want. But, oh, my gosh, you know, we believe in you. And they gave him standing ovations. And remarkably, it's almost like that was the turning point in Trey Turner's season. And again, Ben Davis and a couple of Phillies when they were here in September were, were just shaking their head and they were saying it was something to see and it got Trey Turner going. He hasn't stopped since. So, you know, now you've got Schwarber hasn't hit yet in October. He hit the home run leadoff homer last night. You know, Schwarber gets going and Harper and Castellanos already are going and Trey Turner's going. I think he had to get 12 hits in the division series. Um, this is a special team and they've got their pitching lined up. And it's also interesting too, because Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, this is an old school type of rotation. This isn't, this isn't the Dodgers and Tampa Bay uh, analyst baseball where our starter goes two innings and we're going to patch it all together. You know, I mean, it's Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola are guys and they've got stars in the lineup. And I, I, I mean, I said a minute ago, don't count Houston out, but, I mean, I think right now I'm fully anticipating a Texas-Philadelphia World Series. Scott
4: Miller is with us talking baseball, and uh, always great to have Scott aboard. You know, Scott, you, t- you touched on the Dodgers. You touched on the Rays. Along with the Orioles and the Braves, these were the four teams that won 99 or more games this year. And those four teams, when they combined 1-11 and 11 in mm. postseason play, uh, all four teams were swept out of the playoffs immediately um, regard. Leave out the the wild card buy time and the time the downtime. Which of these four rosters really needs to look at itself going forward, and which of these four rosters needs to say, "Hey, this is just baseball being baseball, and we got to continue down the path."
1: Um, you know, I would say probably the Dodgers uh, to start, just out of, off the top of my head, just just because of the pitching that I just mentioned, especially, you know, I mentioned Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, you know, I mean, the Dodgers this year kind of got come, I mean, part of it was by necessity, right? I mean, a, a year and a half ago, they, I mean, Walker Bueller was all set to take the baton from Clayton Kershaw in the perfect yeah. Dodgers world. Uh, as Kershaw broke down this year and got older uh, uh Bueller was going to be the number one guy and he was going to just do it, it, it. The way the Dodgers had it set up, it was going to be seamless. <clears throat> um, then, of course, Bueller's out all year. Uh, they couldn't have planned on Urias, uh um uh, you know, the domestic violence uh, incident that got him banished for the season. I mean, you know, that's not, something the Dodgers necessarily could have planned on even though it was his second occurrence. I mean, I know the Dodgers thought we've been through it once with this guy. He's He's gone through training. Uh, hopefully he's matured, but he didn't. So they did have some bad breaks, but they also, at the trade deadline, Andrew Friedman, you know, Lance Lynn was the only guy he brought on. And uh, you know, of course, Lynn led the American League at home runs at the time. And, you know, after going to the Dodgers, especially in the playoffs, he gave up the four home runs of one inning against Arizona. So um, I think the Dodgers, when Bueller was down and Kershaw went down, they had a lot of games this year that were like basically bullpen games. And you wouldn't think a team with one of the top three or four payrolls in the National League. Uh, I don't think you would expect them to uh, be trying to piece meal you know, games together with one bullpen game after another. Um, I think you can argue with the development of Julio Urias as well. I mean, they they really. They don't, it's like they know they're going to be in October. So they don't really spend a lot of time developing starting pitching like Arias to, to go, you know, start on opening day and go seven innings all the way through the season. It's like they, they train them to go four or five innings early and slow play them for a while and then try to bring them to where they're going to be peaking at the end of the year. And it hasn't worked the last few no. years. That, so that's why I think they have to look at their pitching and the way they're developing their pitching and and maybe rethink, you know, the depth angle where if we have 15 pitchers uh, but only one guy that can go seven innings a night, maybe that's not equal to having three guys that can go seven innings and then a strong bullpen after that.
3: Scott, last one for me, um, and it's probably off – the radar of most people, but Trevor bauer you, you all this dodger talk has, yep. has has sparked that kind of question mark in my head and what what happens with him now do you see a team signing him um based off of the the information that's out right now
1: yeah I mean I, he had a pretty good year in Japan and I think he got hurt um but uh it's funny talking to some of my friends in the Japanese media they said he you know he was very popular in Japan and um Yeah, I know a lot of it was because he promotes himself, right? He's got his own videos he does and things like that, and he promotes himself as being very fan-friendly. But um, whether he's rehabbed his image enough in that one year in Japan to come back, um, it's it's hard to say. I think I would say no. I would say given the baggage and the ugly stories that surround him, I would think maybe – it's going to take a couple more years to uh, rehab that image. Now, the only thing I think going in his favor right now is late in September when, you know, the the he and the 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 woman who his accuser when they dropped their mutual suits, they were suing each other, and she was suing him, and and then they dropped it. So now that all the court stuff's done, he can even if a lot of his personal behavior appears to be reprehensible. He can at least now take the high road if he's trying to get a major league job and say, look, she dropped her suit against me. What else do you want me to do? There's nothing I can do. I told you I'm innocent. She dropped her suit. So that's to me, the, the, the card he plays if he is to come back this year, but I think it's 50 50. If any city will accept him.
3: Yeah. Scott. As always, man, it's been too long. We need to get you uh, on here a little bit more often. Thanks for coming on, yeah. spending some time with us, talking some baseball. We'll do it again soon.
1: Look forward to it, guys. Always enjoy talking baseball with uh, two of my favorite guys in San Diego. Thank Thanks,
3: you. Scotty. Indeed, appreciate <laughs> you, Scotty. Scotty Miller, Scott Miller, New York Times, and uh, yeah, man, it's uh, that the Trevor Bauer thing is, is is going to be interesting. We'll see. Come
4: free agency. How about Arias? I mean, he's, he he well, hasn't done anything to repair I think his, his image. I but. actually
3: think his his situation is is further outside than maybe what so. Bowers is at this point because hmm. um, the domestic violence thing is 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 uh, there's nobody retorting any of the facts that have come out in right. it at this point. People so saw it happen, right? And and people were witnesses. So um, th- those two dudes. I mean, and for him, it's coming at. The worst time, right? I mean, he's about to be a free agent for the first time in his career. That's 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 pretty much null and void at this point. So 3 o'clock hour on the way. Do a little daily gambit for our uh, gambling friends out there. We're going to pass yeah. on the way.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.